The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org thrive. Support for this show comes from the Spirituality and Health Annual Holiday Gift Guide, a special section in the November-December 2016 issue featuring inspiring and unique products. Reach our conscious community and reserve your advertising space today. Email Tabitha at spiritualityhealth.com or call 231-933-5660, extension 305. From Spirituality and Health Magazine, this is Essential Conversations. Our guest today is Reverend Billy, who, along with the Stop Shopping Choir, has been seeking to liberate humanity from the religion of mindless consumption for almost 13 years. They're out with a new album entitled The Earth Wants You. A review of the album appears in the July-August issue of Spirituality and Health magazine. Reverend Billy, welcome to Essential Conversations. Well, thank you for having me. Well, I'm happy to have you here. I'm honored to have you here. I'm a fan of your work. This this should be a fun, a fun 20-minute conversation. Before we get into the album and all of that, let's provide our listeners with a basic understanding of who you are and what you do. So where did you and the Stop Shopping Choir get get its start and its inspiration? Well, we're a group of uh, people who live in New York, uh, in all the boroughs and Jersey, (laughs) and we um, have found each other... uh, uh, through this long series of performances in the back aisles of Walmarts and and uh, the lobbies of banks that finance climate change and so forth. A lot of sidewalk parading, a lot of public space invading. We call it spiritual trespassing. Uh, and we, we are, I'd say we all share, um, we share a... Uh, an interest, a personal interest in escaping fundamentalism, uh, which in our lives uh, manifests as some religion or other of our parents or grandparents, and in modern American life, we feel it is consumerism and its close uh, relative militarism. Uh, so that is the thing that we share, and we love gospel music. <laughs> and so we we have a kind of secular uh, church, but we, we have found through the years that lots and lots of people feel the same way. They're escaping from a fundamentalism that they were supposed to inherit from a previous generation, and then they land on their feet in this, in this commercial society, this consumer society, and they find that, that this is also fundamentalistic and that they keep keep trying in a sort of DIY way, avoiding a, ma- uh, a patriarch, uh, avoiding some of the pitfalls of the old 
uh, violent religions and uh, looking for a personal uh, direction, path. Uh, and it's usually uh, some kind of coming together of the arts, of uh, the natural world, of dreams, of intimacy and sex. Of, you know, people, people find a way to regard life for the amazing thing that it is. Let me let me ask you this question because I, if I'm hearing you right, this was new to me. So the group, as individuals, they were already doing this stuff on their own or in small, uh, small groups in WalMarts and on Wall Street. And is is that right? I mean, these were people who were doing this work before. Uh, no, usually uh, uh, the people that were already in the stuff shopping church. Usually we were. Uh, uh, we we came into a Starbucks uh, one time in Manhattan down in down in the village, and we uh, uh, we started preaching and singing, handing out information about you know the 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 absence of fair trade in in uh, Starbucks message, <laughs> and uh, a lady jumped over the counter, tore off her green apron, and joined us from. <laughs> So usually there's a, uh, I started alone preaching in Times Square in the late 90s, uh, brought there by uh, the lapsed Episcopal priest named Reverend Sidney Lanier. And uh, uh, Sidney had said, he, 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 he urged me to, to work on inventing a new kind of theology. And uh, we started out with Mickey Mouse being our antichrist and I preached in front of the Disney store for years on Times Square. And then gradually people gathered around me. For people who haven't seen video of you or the documentary, we'll talk about that a little bit later, Morgan Spurlock's documentary, or heard the music, you're, and if I'm wrong, correct me, but I don't get the sense that you're spoofing gospel or you're spoofing the church, that kind of fundamentalist church. You're actually... You're in that modality. You're using that material to preach something else, something that you find more powerful. But it's not a joke. It's not comic. I mean, there's some humor to it, but it's you're no, not making it, fun it, of anything. We just use. Uh, you're correct. We just use satire to kind of wave to each other. Right. We come okay, into good. a big room together, and there are a few hundred of us, and and we 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 shout, "Hallelujah, children!" You know, we just kind of kind of we kind of get it going. Change, Hallelujah! We're going to change today. We're going to stop our shopping, amen. We just kind of get going. Uh, but we, we use we use those rhythms and those... Um, I love preaching, and the choir loves uh, gospel and salsa and jazz, and we, we, uh, we use, you know, we use what we love to uh, project a love of, of life. So, so this... My, my next question may be a little redundant, given just this whole notion of preaching a love of life. But if I were to encapsulate the philosophy at the heart of American consumption, the religion of American consumerism, yeah. I would say that the, the motto is, I buy, therefore I am. And yes, that's right. Yeah. What, if you were going to put your message in, a, a sentence like that, I buy, therefore I am. What What's the alternative message that you're promoting? I live, therefore I don't buy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my response. Because buying, okay. 
clearly is killing the earth. The, the, uh, you know, the scientists uh, have an, uh, an, uh, a measuring system to uh, estimate our consumption. They say, we need a second planet. Right. This current, this current home cannot sustain the consumption that's going on right now. And it, it, it's very uh, uh, special. This time we're in right now, we are walking around all day long. Some of us are parents like myself. I have a six-year-old. We have this burden. We know we're doing the wrong thing. We know consumer society is not creating prosperity. It's creating death and destruction. We know there are, there are good reasons why we're slaughtering each other every day. We know that extinction, that habitat destruction, that the melting of the, of, the, of the polar ice, we know these things have causes that can be traced to our personal habits. And that these personal habits are encouraged all day long by a, an onslaught of thousands of marketing events. So we, we're, we're walking around with this burden, this weight, and, and really nobody's talking about it. It's a secret. Certainly, the leaders of our biggest institutions are not talking about it. Certainly, the leaders of nation states are not realistically talking about what, what's going on. They treat climate change like it's just another issue, like it's one of 20 issues. And then at, and when there's an election coming, it's not mentioned, as we've just witnessed. Bernie mentioned it, but uh, uh, in most of the elections that we see in, in Western tech, uh, democracies, they're discussing... Uh, you know, really tortured ideas of nationalistic freedom, and we we see, we see all this all this stuff going on that just ignores the elephant in the middle of the room. So I'm preaching, I but there's no pulpit here to pound. Help me, <laughs> Rabbi. Well, I I I I think we're getting it, even without having you pound on the pulpit. Um, so so let me, you know, I know one of the things that that you love to hate is Black Friday. And there's 114 days left until Black Friday. What, what's your problem with Black Friday? Well, the celebration of, of uh, you know, the sacred deliverance of the soul through discounts that are awarded exactly. by these corporations, almost always sweatshop corporations, uh, fossil fuel centric corporations, and corporations that corrupt our uh, attempt at a public democracy. Uh, we have Black Friday has taken different forms for us. Two years ago, we went to uh, Ferguson, Missouri, after the murder of Michael Brown and Erica Garner and so many others. Uh, but we went to, to Ferguson and we joined the boycott by the religious people, by the ministers and rabbis and imams in the area. And uh, we... Uh, uh, we went into to the all-night discount Black Friday celebration stores, the big boxes, and um, with hundreds and hundreds of, of uh, African-American young people uh, shouting, Hands up! Don't stop! Hands up! Don't stop! Hands up! Don't stop! So what we experienced there, of course... Many of the people in the Stop Shopping Choir are, are people of color, uh, uh, very concerned about the about the the murder of uh, that is issuing from the, from the militarism of of American police right now. Uh, we found that our issue of 
you know, we're often going around pleading with people to understand how violent consumerism is. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. It's, it's an interesting point to make. When, when you watch or when, when I watch you know, Black Friday news and you see the mobs of people waiting to get into the Walmart or the Target store, wherever they're, they're going, and the almost inevitable every year, I don't know what the number is, trampling of people and, and sometimes yes. the death of people. It reminds me of, of, of sometimes these, these huge religion, uh, religious events where people are, it's not an attack, it's not like a terrorist thing, but just because of the sheer crush of numbers, people That's are right. martyred, you know, they're martyred to their God. And here, though we don't talk about it this way because we don't want to make that connection, but they're being martyred to the the flat screen TV that's that's being promoted at the Walmart or something. They're they're dying, literally dying for this stuff, as well as destroying the planet for it. Uh, it it's using religion as a way of of I don't know if the word combat is the right word to use here, but to confront this, using religion to confront this, I think is very very powerful and insightful. So, but but let me. Well, let me it add, is a it is a fundamentalist religion. Consumerism. Yeah. Naomi Klein does such a wonderful job uh, uh, explaining, demonstrating, dramatizing that point in No Logo, the chapter in which she describes how Nike and companies like this just blatantly adopt the the methods, the symbols, the, the the rituals of religions. Yeah. So, but so here's here's a question around this. So there is this documentary I mentioned it earlier, Morgan Spurlock's. Uh, 2007 documentary, What Would Jesus Buy? And it explores the work that you and the choir do. And I used the film in my classes in, in religion and uh, uh, pop culture. And when I was at, you know, teaching religion at the university, and students loved it, they resonated with the message, they absolutely understood what you were saying. And then when we would do follow-ups, when I would do follow-ups with them throughout the semester after them seeing the film, if it impacted their, I mean, if it impacted their consumer habits, if they changed it all, the answer was, there was, it was always no. So my question is, do you see a shift? Are people, I mean, they're responding positively to the message, many people, but do you actually see a change in the consumerism in the States, the United States? Well, we are uh, activists, you know, uh, who sing. And uh, <laughs> we have adopted a, uh, a position, Rabbi, that uh, you could compare to the Yes Men and Code Pink. You know, we, we, uh, uh, we're changing culture to change society, but we are, we are, up against what is solid and received as normal in society. We're up against that. We're inside the Walmarts. We're inside HSBC and UBS. We're, 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 
we're going where people are just flummoxed that we're there. Yeah, and we're, right. we're, we're arrested a lot. We're arrested a lot. We, we go to jail. So we, we have, uh, when, you're, when, you're, when you think that things are so off that you have to be radical, then you don't really get to measure success or failure uh, in the way that number crunchers in, in, in mm. um, you know, more like Democrats, you know, like more conservative type um, political organizations, they're, they're number crunching all day long because they, they see 1%, 2% moving over that way, you know, because there was an article in the paper <laughs> or because Trump said the wrong thing or something like that. You know, we, we don't get that. We, we, uh, we, we have emails coming to us, coming to our revbilly.com. We, we have people telling us that we have reduced our, our budget by 50%. We're very conscious about meat and plastics. You know, uh, we, we have these, these, these confessions. Now we're working on, uh, we're working on trying to get the, the glyphosates, the, uh, the, the Monsanto spraying out of our parks and our schoolyards. We've discovered that 90% of the, the parks and schoolyards in our country, and in many other countries as well, we're getting emails from everywhere, uh, that they are spraying despite the consensus of science is getting to the point something like asbestos and tobacco. I mean, it, it, it's just, there's just a, a, a number of diseases which have been traced to this virulent toxin. And there are other ways to do it, uh, you know, that are not toxic. But there's just kind of this drift going on, this consumerism. Monsanto has a tremendous advertising budget, and it's in the governments. You know, the revolving door is spinning oh, sure. pretty quickly with, with, with Monsanto. It's like Goldman Sachs. Yeah, the and, lobbying uh, the is, is incredible. Yeah, so so we're up against a, uh, uh, a habit, a habit, something that's going forward. Uh, you know, we, we started it because they were spraying near our playground in, in Brooklyn, in the park. We found, well, there was a spring truck. It was about a city block from our park. We thought, this is too close. <laughs> uh, because we knew what it was. There was Monsanto packages in the back of the pickup truck next to the tank and the spraying device. And then we started from there. We, we filed a Freedom of Information Act request, and we got the information after, wow, we had to perform inside the offices of the Parks Department of New York. We had wow. to sing some songs right on their desks. But finally, we got it. We got the information. And there were thousands of springs going on all over. And then we put that on the social media. And now we're, we've posted uh, eight or nine cities in uh, at revbilly.com. And uh, we're... we're we're on the ground trying to change our daily normalized habits. And is it changing us? You know, this is about as close as we've ever come, Rabbi, to, to being able to measure the change. Because if they stop spraying, then that's numerically solid. That will be that they will go from spraying 2,700 times in 12 months in 2015 to zero this year. And we will know that. Uh, but in fact, you know, it might be preventing somebody from dying of cancer five years from now. And, and that'll be hard to, you see what I'm saying? It's, it's, oh, yeah. we're, we're in the most direct cause and effect political situation we've ever been in. Usually, you know, we, we get up at 5am and try to hold back thousands of people from black on black Friday from coming into Macy's front door. 
what, is there any way to measure <laughs> if we slowed them down a little bit? If for the first time somebody heard the phrase, we don't have to buy a gift to give a gift? You know, right. we put that into their brain for the first time. Well, no way to measure it. No way to measure it. We're out there. We're radicals. Well, it's, it seems, and we're going to have to leave it at this because we're, we're out of time. But it, it seems We're at our 20-minute limit now. Yeah, we really are, unfortunately. But, <laughs> but you know, this is really a calling more than, you know, I mean, uh, let, let me put it this way. It seems to me when, when, you know, I listen to the music and I watch the clips on YouTube and, and the video, uh, the documentary, that you're not, what, what you're doing isn't rooted in anger as much as it is in compassion. And your tool seems to me to be uh, theater and, and humor, like you said, sarcasm. And so I think it seems to me that that gives you a creative edge and it doesn't, it makes it more difficult to burn out, even if you don't have the numerical things that you can say, oh yeah, we we did X this year. Uh, what you do is just fascinating and I, and I hope people will, will take a closer look at it. But we are out of time and I want to just thank you, Reverend Billy, for you know sharing this uh, conversation with me. Ruth I'm I'm honored to be talking with you this way. Well, it's Hello delightful. to everybody out there. Stop <laughs> shopping. Amen. Stop shopping. My guest today was Reverend Billy, whose new album with the Stop Shopping Choir is called The Earth Wants You. The album is reviewed in the July-August issue of Spirituality and Health magazine. You can learn more about Reverend Billy at RevBilly.com. Support for this show comes from Inner Engineering, a program to empower every human being with the tools for well-being from the distilled essence of yogic sciences. Visit innerengineering.com to learn more. Please log in to spiritualityhealth.com to subscribe to the magazine in print or digital formats and download the iTunes app for this podcast. Essential Conversations is produced by Ezra Baker, and our program coordinator and executive producer is Alma Tassi. I'm Rabbi Rami. Thanks for listening. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.